So, you got the tension, huh? No matter. Sneak an earbud or two in that ear. Put your head down a little bit. Contemplate about what you've done. But don't really contemplate. You're going to listen to this show because this is Mainlining Movies. And here are your hosts, Hayden and Nathan. Let's go! Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Mainlining Movies. I'm your host, your boy, your ho here, Hayden. And with me, as always, is Nathan. Say hello. What's up, everybody? So what are we talking about this week, Nathan? We kind of just got like a osh posh bagosh episode this week. I'm pretty sure that's an actual gene brand that's still going, by the way, so. Yeah, osh posh bagosh. Yeah, my kids wear those. those uh, <laughs> do they really? Uh, Wait, do yeah. they really? <laughs> yeah, like, really. That's, 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 not a, that's not a fake thing. That's, that's a real thing. Um, they've been in business. I'd, I'd have to look it up. They've been in business a long time. I was just asking, like, do your do your kids actually wear Oshkosh? <laughs> they, they do actually wear Oshkosh. Yeah, yeah. If you if That's you go amazing. up there um, in Indianapolis, we have a we have a Carter store, which is a a baby clothing, and Oshkosh and Carters are right there. Uh, it's the same building. So anyway, I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is not what this show is about. No, we're going to be um, talking about Oshkosh Bagosh the whole time. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> let's let's Oshkosh it up, man. <laughs> we could, we could. They they make overalls. They make anyway. I, I wore Oshkosh overalls when I was a kid. I'd still wear them if they made them in adult sizes. I don't know. Oshkosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, we are we are begging for a sponsor right here. Gosh, gosh, sponsor us. <laughs> Nathan has kids. <laughs> I got mouths Send him to free feed. clothing for his children. He'll, That's he'll right. I got I, I got mouths to feed, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, they they're not cheap. They're not cheap. But I've been working a lot of overtime, so you know. Um, I feel like I'm going to be having a lot of overtime once I get back. It's it's oh yeah yeah. Speaking of Hayden's on vacation this week, he decided to leave us. I can't complain. Yeah. I I left two weeks ago, so. Yeah, yeah. my vacation's already almost over too. Like I, I literally I, have tomorrow, Saturday. That's it. I'm back. Right? I know. I know. I'm sorry just, I had to schedule you back on a Sunday. No, nah, it's it, all right. It's just it's it just went too quick. It it always goes too quick, man. You could be gone a month and it would be it'd be too quick. But hey, I wouldn't know nothing about that. We got to ask yeah. Pete about that since he was yeah. dead for like eight years. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> calling him out. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I don't know if he listens. I, I know he listened to our first episode. I don't know if he listened. So. He's not going to know that we called him out. It's all right. It's all right. Everybody, See, tell, tell your grandmammies and your grandpappies <laughs> and your dogs and your cats to listen. And the neighbor I kid mean, is really weird. is probably named Percy. Tell him to listen, yeah. too. I don't even – what What does it mean that our our own friends don't don't listen to us? Are we that bad? I don't know. I think we're I, – I, I think we're – yeah. I don't care. I don't care. We, we're just doing this. We're doing this for fun, you know? It's Exactly. It's, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. But – no, I'm glad you're enjoying your vacation. I'm sorry for you that it's almost over. But, okay. Uh, I'm I'm happy for me that it's almost over because <laughs> it'll it'll help me out. I the boys are back in town. That's 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 right. That's right. So we haven't we haven't got to talk movies like in forever, like since the last episode. It was just yeah, yeah, literally a week ago today. That's that's making me sad, man. When I when I think about things like that, and. I need your conversation in my life, Hayden. I know. I, I, I spark so much joy when it comes to film and television and what if that and what if that and yeah. what if this and, you know, it happens. But we haven't actually talked about what we're talking about today, which but, you have a movie review for us because I fell asleep 20 minutes into this film well, and I've not actually gotten the time to go back and watch this film, like finish it. So this is this why is don't so you sad. uh 
give us give us the deets, man. All right. So recently, Netflix released a movie uh, called Army of the Dead. It's become pretty popular. Uh, I'm, I, by all means, I am not the first person that's given a review of this movie. Uh, it's it's been it's been everywhere. This is what matters, though, because this is uh, mainlining movies, right? This is mainlining movies. So for for this for this show for this episode, mine really is the only one that matters, and it's the first time that my opinion has been the only one that matters uh, since before I got married. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I guess I guess before I started dating my my wife, but uh, calling so, her out. <laughs> no, shit. Trust me, like everybody, anybody out there who's married, they know. They know, like, hey, you you got a, a long time girlfriend. You know, your yours isn't the only opinion that matters. If uh, she ain't happy, you ain't happy. So that's that's how it goes, man. It's fair, and uh, that's how it's going to be for the rest of my life. But it's okay, you know. I I put a ring on it for a reason, so I I'm not I'm not complaining. That is not a complaint at all. I love my wife very much. Um. Anyway, Army of the Dead, uh, Netflix movie starring Dave Bautista. Uh, we we referenced last week that we we may do a a thing about best movies with wrestlers in them. And uh, this, this one, this one is going like this to, this might be one of them. This, this will definitely be one of them. Um, okay. Okay. So I, I figured Dave Batista will probably be in a couple because he's in guardians. He's in guardians too. Right. He's right. in so, infinity war and in game, but he's, he's in, in game. Very little. He is in, in game. Very, very little. little. It's, it still counts. It still counts. Eh, fair enough. Ready to rumble is number one though. Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably. always be no- David Arquette is a wrestler, so probably Scream uh, counts. Anything that David Arquette is in counts because he's a wrestler now. You know, you know that is that is true. We we, I mean, it's kind of a technicality, I, I suppose. But uh, I mean, I I guess if we're going by, you know, we we mentioned this last week. I know you're upset with me, but we mentioned this last week that you know Donald Trump is in the the WWE Hall of Fame, right? And not to get political, but neither one of us are Trump fans. Anyway, that, that's. But I'm I'm just stating facts here. Donald Trump is in the the WWE Hall of Fame, but uh, he's at Home Alone too, right? Lost in New York. So is that? Is but that a is movie? he though? They cut his scenes. Well, that you know, he's in Home Alone too. Like we're we're not gonna <laughs> this whole. Is he though? This whole Thanks. cancel culture thing, I can I can prove it to you. I own the the DVD. Like it, you can't cut the scene from my DVD. Uh, I may have it on Blu-ray. I don't know. Whatever, you get it. It's on a disc. Uh, it's I think it was an eight track. <laughs> that's that's eight a joke. Track. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> um, movies weren't put on eight tracks, but I was just trying to trying to make a little joke there, and uh, I don't I don't know if it went over. So Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. <laughs> yes. If, if, if yes. we're side tangenting, I mean, I've gotten so many Marvel Legends figures from the TV show and movies recently. So yeah, we'll get to that later, I guess. Uh, so the first thing I want to point out is that throughout the entire movie, uh, Dave Bautista is wearing Oshkosh overalls. It w- okay. All right. <laughs> okay. That that is not that is not true. But <laughs> sponsor us, please. Please. <laughs> anyway. Um, Think of the no. children. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> no, so so this movie, this movie is like a zombie movie meets the Expendables. There's a a lot of graphic violence, um, a lot of a lot of heavy artillery and gun use, where they are just uh, 
you know, blowing zombies away. And uh, so the, the whole premise of the movie is that the, it starts out, there's these, these military guys, they're, they're transporting cargo. They don't, they don't know exactly what it is. And uh, there's a couple who has just gotten married. They, there's a car accident and the package that the military is, is carrying gets loose. It happens to be this zombie creature that uh, was obviously, you know, made in a lab somewhere. And, uh, you know, so things, things go from, from bad to worse, right, right then and there. And the, the, the zombie virus, spreads throughout all of Las Vegas and Las Vegas has now become basically a wasteland where uh, the military has control of the outside. They've got it all barricaded off and, and they just leave the, the walking dead inside. And yeah. So Dave Bautista's character, he, he's a military guy and he went in on a rescue mission. They, they, you know, they, they pull people out and, He's, uh, you know, this is supposed to be several years later. He's working at a restaurant, working at a little diner, flipping burgers. And a man comes to him and offers him a lot of money to go in and get into one of his hotels and break into the safe. And there is a boatload of money inside the safe. So obviously they, they agree to do it. He builds a team. They go inside and you know from from there it's just it's just crazy things uh, there's there's a few subplots to this movie uh where you know Batista's character reunites with his daughter and uh you know a member of his team has kind of been suffering from from PTSD and he's trying to find himself and it you know there's there's some subplots to the movie i i thought the movie was very well written uh, I thought it was very well shot. I mean, this is a Zack Snyder film, so there's there's some like uh, there's some slow mo in it. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, how does number one this movie compare to his other zombie film, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake in two thousand four? And also, how does the slow mo in this film compare to the slow mo in all of his other films, like Three Hundred? <laughs> okay, uh, so it's not it's not like Three Hundred at all in the sense where like. 300 was Is it more like Justice League and how they did it? Yeah, a, l- a little more a little more like that. Um obviously 300 was like uh, well, I love the movie. 300 was basically just one giant slow motion film, right? I mean, they there's and Zack Snyder, I mean, he's he's shows no shame about being a a slow motion fan. And that's cool and it's, you know, it's fine and and so and it worked for 300 because of the kind of movie it was. And the 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 action sequences, it, it definitely worked. Um, I don't think you could have done that with this film because there's uh, there is a lot of a lot of dialogue, and it it focuses. It folk. I don't want to say that three hundred didn't have a plot because three hundred had a plot. I mean, obviously, and there there was there was dialogue in it, but it was really um, when it all boiled down to it, it was about the. The, the combat, right? It was about the war between... Did it have a plot, though? I mean, it did. You know, King Leonidas going up against the Persians. Or were we all watching it for those abs? Let's well, let's well I mean, Gerard Butler, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, I mean, I I don't... What, what what can I say? What can I say? 
except Gerard Butler. Uh, <laughs> see, now, right? now, now you've got me all thrown off. And like, that's all I can picture in my head is Gerard, Gerard Butler's abs. And Michael Fassbender, because I believe he was in that film as well. Yes. His abs. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I love my wife. I just want I just want everybody out there to know that. But um, I may I may like Gerard Butler's abs a little more than her. Ackman fan. She's remember in 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 uh, Days of Future Past when you know Hugh Jackman wakes up in the past and he stands in front of the mirror and like it's just a view from his backside. Yeah, right. You know you know the scene I'm talking. Of course yeah. you know the scene I'm talking about. Huh? It's a great scene. <laughs> anyway. But like, I mean, we were in the theater and seeing that, and I had to pick her jaw up off the floor. So she's she's more of a Hugh Jackman fan, and I, uh, for anybody out there who knows me, I look nothing like Hugh Jackman. Sorry to disappoint, but the, the only no, he does he's being modest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, literally Hugh Jackman's twin. I am, I am just ripped, like him. Ripped like the only thing Hugh Jackman and I have in common is that I have facial hair. I guess I guess I should say the only thing that Hugh Jackman and I and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and I have in common is that I have facial hair and uh, nothing else. Nothing else. That's, Not the uh, side tangent, but we're talking about Hugh Jackman. Did you see the trailer for his new movie? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have. Look it up. Just oh, it looks good. Look, we're gonna have to review that trailer next week. Looks okay. good. Very good. I believe it's I'd... called Reminiscence. Ooh. Like I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued. I'm intrigued already. It's it looks wild. Okay, so, so Army of the Dead. Uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, no, I I don't want to give too much of this away because I I want people to watch this movie. Uh, I I I really went into it. I had no expectations other than uh, seeing the trailer, knowing it was a Zack Snyder film, knowing what he's done in the past, and uh, knowing that it was a zombie movie. And of course, you know Hayden and I, we we both like horror. We both like zombie movies, and so. I, but I really, I really didn't. I didn't have any expectations. I, I have to say that probably my favorite part about this, and actually, I, I text Hayden while I was watching the film, uh, and he was being being lazy, not watching the film because we were both going to do a review on this. I but, was I yeah. was very busy. He 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 left it all on my shoulders, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling the weight. I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding, but. Um, I did text him while while I was watching this movie, and I was like, "Dude, there's a zombie tiger in this movie," <laughs> and there is there is a zombie tiger in the movie whose name is Valentine, and it's supposed to be one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers that it, that escaped, and obviously the uh, the zombie. So there's there's these things they call the alphas. There's ones that are just they call the shamblers that are basically just like your everyday regular ordinary, zombies, okay. regular zombies, yeah. and then there's ones that they call alphas, which are if they they so when they go in the city they they are led in there by somebody who has been in there before um kind of uh, uh they call her the coyote and so she sneaks them in there but they have to offer a trade uh, by the way theo rossi who for those of you out there who love sons of anarchy theo rossi is in this movie he of course played juice on sons of anarchy and he's not the nicest of guys in the movie he's definitely way different than than juice but nonetheless he's in the movie but they they have to offer a trade and if allowed to roam around the city these the zombies are are not your typical like the alphas they are smart they're fast 
Um, they basically evolved to a, uh, a really a, a humanistic, um, you know, uh, state where the, the fact that they're, I mean, I guess they're really, they're cannibalistic, uh, in the sense that, you know, they, they eat flesh, but they, they've really kind of evolved to, to be, there's a reason they're called alphas. And, uh, so they, they offer a trade and they go around the city, but long story short, you know, B- Batista and his team, they have to, uh, they have to, to fight this battle between, between themselves and the alphas. There's a lot to it. There's, uh, I, I will say that I was hoping that I'd get to see a zombie tiger eat somebody, um, uh, I'm not going to give it away as to what happens. I will just say I was not disappointed in this area. <laughs> the one they, thing you were hoping for. The one they, thing I was hoping nailed. for in this movie, I I got. Now, my my negative parts about this movie is they... Uh, Batista in this movie is a little bit... Um, I, I don't know how I want to say he, his character is a little bit dull in the sense that they don't really, which, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's the greatest actor of all time, but they don't really give him a chance to be much of an actor. It's just kind of like, uh, it, it's, it's kind of like Schwarzenegger in commando, which was, yeah, I was going to say, is it very much like a, uh, Nick cage in Willie's wonderland? where he doesn't say a single word in the right. entire film. He just grunts and screams. <laughs> right. But obviously Batista does speak in this he, film. He he does speak in this film. It's just his, it's not like, Very you know, short lines. It It's not like he's, he's starring in, you know, Gone with the Wind or something. It's, it's very, it's very short lines, very straight and to the point. Your, your typical kind of action. A hot take. Uh, I don't like Gone with the Wind. I don't think it's that good. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I've never seen it. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Of course, you know, I mean, who has six hours to sit through a movie? But Hot uh, take. The Little House on the Prairie is awful. <laughs> uh, you you just... <laughs> I probably you just, offended like eight people. <laughs> no, nah, well, yeah. you just made a very... Uh, you made my dad very proud. My dad hates Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> like... Yes. Like I, I swear to you, like he will talk about how depressing that show is and how basically every episode just wanted you to cry. My dad is not a not a little house on the prairie fan, so hot take. Yeah. Old Yeller also was not that good of a movie. Well, we're talking what, nineteen I don't when was that movie made? Nineteen thirties? I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, it's about a boy who has to takes out there for people that, that like it's this about stuff. a boy who has to shoot his dog. Like it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Anyway. Anyway, um, so yeah, but so Batista is kind of this, this, you know, your typical like action movie character, like not the greatest actor. He's just, he's just big and strong and he's the next Schwarzenegger Stallone. I mean, yeah, John kind McClane, of. Bruce Willis type deal. Right. Right. The next Liam Neeson, but like better. <laughs> hey, Liam Neeson was good and taken in the first taken. The other two was basically just like it was kind of like the hangover where like it was just the same story it didn't, three yeah, times. It, didn't, right? it did not need to be done. Right. I mean, I'm not upset that they did it, just they, you know, tell a different story. And really taken three was really just a remake of Harrison Ford and the Fugitive. 
right? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, like my wife was murdered, but we're going to, you know, they think I did it. I didn't really do it. You know, it was the one-armed man, but I don't know. I don't think it was the one-armed man and taking three. But anyway, I really don't remember. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. Speaking of, um, the the janitor from Scrubs. Did you ever watch Scrubs? I have never watched it. Like, I've never seen a full episode, but I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about, right? So he he is in The Fugitive. He plays he plays a cop. He even has a speaking part. There's a scene where they're on the a, a train or the subway, and what's funny about that? I just I know this we, is way, we have devolved. This is way off, but no, like oh, right. No. This is mainlining movies, and our our Facebook post says we talk all things movies. Right? We are we are down an IMDb you know rabbit hole right now. Right? <laughs> 12, uh, yeah. Yes. Twelve degrees to Kevin Bacon. I'm not really doing that, but. <laughs> no, I think we should actually. Uh, you know that that hurts my brain. I don't. I don't have time for that. But anyway, so anyway, but there's an episode of Scrubs where like he's supposed to have been on a on a TV show, and they show that scene from The Fugitive, and you know everybody, all the doctors and stuff are like, "Whoa!" You know, they're kind of shocked that that he was there. That that story really had zero point whatsoever, other than. We we talked about fugitive. It led me to that. I don't know where my mind's going. So army of the dead, <laughs> army of the dead. Uh, I I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it. I I do have to say something kind of funny though. I seen a I seen a TikTok video uh, yesterday or day before at, after I'd already watched the movie, and I thought it was kind of funny because they showed some scenes and it really was kind of accurate. And if, when you watch the movie and please do watch the movie, it, it really is. I, I, I trust me. I'm going to, I'll probably it, do it tonight, you know, after this episode, right before I go to sleep and I'll then turn it on and I'll love and it. And then next episode, you can, you can just tell me where tell you think I was, my review. You can tell, you can tell me where you think I was right and where you think I was wrong. You know, where we, where we may agree and disagree. But anyway, so there, there was a TikTok video where they were like, Dave Batista looks like he's holding in a sneeze the entire movie. And he really does. Like his face is kind of like scrunched up and he really does look like he's trying to hold in a sneeze for the entire movie. That, Wait, you can actually see him in this movie. I thought he was invisible. Why would Dave Batista be invisible? That is a joke about uh, guardians Two when Drax says he's standing so still. Oh yeah. See him and he's invisible. Yeah. 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 It's just a, I, it's just I a thought, stupid joke. I thought maybe for a second you were, you know, mixing up your wrestlers. I was like, no, that's well, John Cena. Now there's two wrestlers that you can't see. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Jonathan Cena and now Dave Batista. You can't see either of them. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't really know how they got those gigs when nobody can see them. Like, like how do you <laughs> how do you measure an, an audition or an acting performance that you can't even really see? Exactly. God, this is so stupid. <laughs> I'm glad hey. that the John Cena joke has stuck for 20 years. Right? Like, and actually, it's kind of picked back up again. Yeah. Like, with... I've been seeing memes everywhere. Yeah. Especially like, ever since he did that Mountain Dew Major Melon commercial. Like, wow, a self-driving car in a floating Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, they, it's, they, so it's ridiculous. It's it's popped back up. I I seen I seen one on Facebook. Uh, it's, it's probably been a month ago now, but where like it was, it said like this was John Cena's prom date, and she had to take her picture by herself. Like, 
he's he's standing right there next to her, obviously. Or at least so they say. You can't see him. Can't see him. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway. Army of the Dead. Final Army thoughts. Of the Dead. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Th- this movie, it's a lot of fun. Uh definitely not for the kids. Do not ha- do not recommend it for anybody, you know, less than thirteen years old. Like re- really. It's just it's it's very violent. Uh, there's there's some nudity in it, not graphic. It's it's kind of quick, but but there's some nudity in it, and the the language is is pretty rough if you you know if you care about that kind of thing. So uh, definitely not for the kids, but I highly recommend watching it if you enjoyed The Expendables and if you enjoyed any zombie movie ever. Just you know, mash the two together. You've got Army of the Dead. A lot of fun. Very happy with it. Very, su- very surprised. Very pleased. Again, went into it with no expectations. So uh, I was just happy with with the outcome. And just uh, remember, there's a zombie tiger in it. If you watch it for nothing else, watch it for Valentine, the zombie tiger. The zombie tiger. That's, El tigre. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. So, on a scale of zero to ten, Ash Posh Bagashes, what do you give this film? Zero being nothing, five being like maybe a pair of Ash Posh Bagash jeans, <laughs> and a ten being a whole set of Ash Posh Bagash overalls. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm personally. I'm going to give this a seven and a half. So it's like so like some jeans. It's like three, it's like three pairs of overalls, but one of the straps is broken. I don't know. So no, I'm, I'm a pair of Oshposh Bagash jeans and a pair of Oshposh Bagash socks, and that's, that's right. it. No overalls. That's right. Okay. No, no. I, I would I would say seven and a half on a scale of on a scale of zero to ten. Zero so. to ten Oshposh Bagashes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> This is so this is stupid. This episode has taken a weird turn. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I, we promised we didn't like drink or do any drugs before we started this. We well, haven't even seen each other. Well, I don't know about Hayden. Yeah, Nathan I know promises. I, <laughs> just kidding. I, I, I as well promise. I, I've only had coffee. So uh, and I've actually had a monster, a coffee, and a caramel mocha latte. Oh, God, so. that explains everything, man. This this kid I'll on caffeine die is... of a heart attack. Like, like by the time I'm thirty, it's, it's possible. This this kid drinks caffeine like like no other. I, he'll come to work and pop like eight monsters before <laughs> nine o'clock, and I'm like, dude, just slow down a little bit. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Right. so on to the next topic. We got seven and a half Oshposh Bagashes out of ten for Army of the Dead. I do want to ask really quickly though, like in comparison to Zack Snyder's first zombie film, Dawn of the Dead, at like how was it? Do you think Dawn of the Dead was better? Like his his two thousand four remake? That's that's kind of that's kind of a hard question, and I'll tell you why because it it's so different. Like this this, this is really, a more action oriented film, right? And it, it's not your typical it's not your typical zombie movie in the sense that like. I mean, yeah, you start out with an outbreak, but it's not like it's not really people fighting for their survival um, 
in a in a certain area in a certain situation like where the zombies are attacking like they actually go into where the the zombies are the, the zombies are are contained there's a quarantined area the the zombies are contained so they choose to go in there oh. and yeah they have to fight for their survival but it's it's not a they're really they're really two different movies but okay so i i don't know i don't really know how to i i would say the zombies and army of the dead are a little bit scarier in the sense that like i said they, they they're alphas so they've got you know they've they've evolved to be to be more powerful uh, the the shamblers are a little bit like the the regular zombies are probably a little bit weaker than than the zombies in in dawn of the dead so th- there's kind of a a a good you know mixed bag of of both kinds of things so but it it really is hard to compare the movies because because they're two different things. Tone, they're tonally different. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All Which right. doesn't answer the question you asked me at all. So, <laughs> just for the people that don't really watch a whole lot of movies and would rather just listen about movies because they're busy playing video games or whatever, uh, which that's for our Canadian listener. Hi, Brandon. Um, in comparison to a video game, what video game would you compare this movie to? Are you thinking like Days Gone or not as like intense and scary? Uh, are you thinking more like a Dying Light in terms of the zombie archetypes that are in the in the movie? Here's what I will say: it's it's probably like Days Gone meets Resident Evil Six. Okay, that that's a good that's a good comp. That's a great comp, actually. Yeah. So there you have it. Days Gone meets Resident Evil Six. Anime super cops fighting gooey gooey zombies meets biker guy fighting hordes, massive hordes of zombies with a bunch of variants that are more realistic than a Resident Evil Six. Yeah. Anime yeah. super cop gooey gooey zombie variant. There we go. There <laughs> that's we go. It. That's we're done. That's the show. See you. I'm kidding. That's my, <laughs> that's, have, my, that's my hot take. We have just two things left to talk about that we'll get through within 10, 15 minutes or so here. And then we'll, we'll let everybody free. We'll set you free of these, these chains that bind you. Uh, someday love will find you. Anyway, I, I did just journey everybody. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So moving on to the next thing, which is, again, totally different than what we have talked about. We said we're going to talk about Spider-Man next week, last week. So here we are. It is next week from last week. Let's talk about Spider-Man. We're going to talk about No Way Home. So I'll ask you, because you know I can go on forever about this stuff, and I will. What are you expecting from this film based on what you've heard, or have you heard really anything at all? So I think what I'm expecting from this film is I'm – I'm kind of thinking it in some ways it may be a live action variant of Spider-Man into the Spideyverse, uh, which, you know, what was that two years ago that, that was released? Three. Uh, has it been three already? Man. It'll be three this December. Yeah. Cause it came out 2018. Oh, wow. Kind of wow. like how, if this blows your mind three years ago, we got infinity war two years ago was in game. That's it's crazy. It seems like only yesterday. So yeah. So three, yep. um, which I thought End of the Spideyverse was was very very well done. Uh, 
It is one of the best Spider-Man films. Yeah. Animated uh, or not, it is one of the best. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. I wish I would have seen it on the big screen. I didn't. It was good. It was uh, fun. It was very fun. We saw it IMAX 3D. My girlfriend and I did. I could. Oh, I bet it would have been really really fun in 3D. There's some there's some pretty trippy stuff that goes on in that movie. It was uh, great. I love it. Um, I'm expecting an Oscar winning performance from Tobey Maguire. Yep, I am oh, as well. Oh, 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 did I just give it away that Tobey Maguire is coming back as Spider Man and? I think that's oh, yeah. the worst kept secret in Hollywood right now. <laughs> like, I, th- I think it really is. Right? Like, I, I am, I am in no way, shape, or form the first person to announce that. Like, Gosh, I, I'm nobody no. special. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, no and matter for those how much of you who didn't know, now you do. Tobey Maguire will be returning as his classic Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and right. so will, unfortunately, Andrew Garfield. But you know, whatever. I'm, I'm like. I just want to be like the more you know, and like you know, it's got that shooting star, like the old. The NBC. more you know, <laughs> right? Anyway, uh, I'm expecting a very um, Sam Raimi style Spider-Man movie, um, like like the like all three of the Tobey Maguire movies. I, I don't think it's going to be your typical your typical. Uh, I say typical your your Spider-Man film like the, like the last two that we've that we've had. Um, last it's not going to li- be your live action films we've had. Your your Marvel Disney formula. It's not exactly. Gonna, it's not really going to follow that. Exactly. Is, 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 I, I think, think what he's trying to say. <laughs> I, yeah, that's uh, you know I I couldn't find the words. My my brain's a little off today. But... Which which is which is a good thing because look at every time they have not followed the Marvel formula. Winter Soldier was their first espionage film. Ant-Man was their first heist movie. Uh, goodness gracious, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be the MCU's first horror film. Yeah. When And Shang-Chi is going to be the first Kung Fu movie. So when they don't follow the Marvel formula, it actually always works really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm expecting a cameo from Bruce Campbell. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So... Because of course Sam Raimi is coming back as director. He's coming back as director of Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Oh, that's right. He is. He's not. He yes. didn't do Spider Man, did he? I was thinking mm-hmm. that he was doing Spider Man too. So <laughs> Spider Man too. Anyway, um, greatest Spider Man of all time. He did do Spider Man too. You get he what did. I'm saying? I he was. Did. I was thinking that he was coming back for this, but he is doing because I was thinking of Doctor Strange. But but it is possible that because because we're in the same universe, we we come into Tobey Maguire's. Spider-Man universe that, that we'll get a a cameo from Bruce Campbell. One can hope. One can hope. Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing old villains again. To where you know we're we're getting we're getting Doctor Octopus and we're getting the Green Goblin back. And I, I I'm a sucker. The good, I, the good Green Goblin. Right. Right. The, the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. I've I've said it before. I'm I'm kind of an old soul. I'm a sucker for, you know, originality. I'm a sucker for, um, you know, just just days gone by, right? So, um, really looking forward to to Doc Ock and and Green Goblin being back. Oh yeah, and Sandman's coming back too. They're setting up the Sinister Six. Right, right. So, really, I I just expect to have a good time. I. I 
I mean, I, I don't really know. I really don't know what to 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 say about my expectations. I, Marvel has given us so much to look forward to and so much to uh, to to look back on. Really, yeah, to enjoy uh, like that. You say enjoy, you put it perfectly. So. Like, and I will say this, not to interrupt you, but to to steal a quote from The Office, right? <laughs> if we if we watch these upcoming films, okay, because as as ever, as everyone knows, uh. Spider-Man Far From Home was, I believe, the start of Phase 4. Yes. And, or no, he, he actually closed out Phase 4. Yeah, so he, he closed, closed out Phase he closed. 3. He closed Phase 3. WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier have opened Phase 4. And we're actually getting the first film of Phase 4 with Black Widow. So I will say this, with everything being completely different and nothing really being the same, and our last real glimpse of what has been is Black Widow. If we move forward and these movies are awful, you know, again, to steal a quote from the office, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you've actually left them. But that's the perfect thing about Marvel is they've created these timeless films that you can, like you said, look back on and yeah. enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Like actually uh, last night while we were eating dinner, we, we watched uh, the first Avengers movie, and then, so then today earlier while we were eating lunch, I turned on Thor Ragnarok because like I can just go back and because well it it all started because I was now uh, has the the Hulk cartoon and oh, yeah so like we were watching that yesterday I got my oldest I got him kind of hooked on Hulk already. And so I was like, hey, you want to watch a movie with Hawk in it? Because Hawk is very much a big, big part. No, you know, play on words there, but a big part of, of Ragnarok. Yes, he um, is. So I was like, you want to watch a movie with Hawk in it? And so we we were watching we were watching Ragnarok and uh, I can go back and, and watch. I can go back and watch them all again, even Iron Man 2. Oh, God. I, so <clears throat> but I can watch it. It's not as bad as I say it is. I mean, it's just not the best. But talking on um, Thor Ragnarok, not to side tangent, because we're going to get right back to Spider-Man, because I'm very excited to talk about it, obviously. But looking back at Thor Ragnarok, my favorite part of the film is just how much the character of Bruce cares about his friends and how he's that one character that is going to notice everything anything and everything that other people wouldn't notice because he cares about his friends that much and the part i'm really talking about is when he transforms from the hulk back into bruce and he's in this strange place he has no idea what's going on he's disoriented he's been the hulk for two years now and the first thing he says is thor your hair it looks good because <laughs> like, it was cut. Like, right. That's the first thing he says, the first words out of his mouth is that Thor's hair looks good. It was cut by the barber, Stan Lee. Yep. Gosh, I love that. I miss Stan Lee. Oh, man. But anyhow, going back to Spider-Man here, I think my expectations, and I'm going to give you a rundown. Of what I, I, I'm a big speculator. I'm a big, I'm a big fan theorist. I, I'm going to give you what I think is going to happen. Uh, which one of the things I, I, I've talked to you about, one of the things that I thought was going to happen and how they were going to do something and approach it actually is happening because we had that spoiled for us by Alfred Molina. But yeah. my expectations are for this film are very, very high. But 
that's just because I'm such a fan of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that I want him to be out throughout the entire thing, but I feel like he's only going to be in about 30 to 45 minutes of it, maybe less, maybe only like 20 minutes. But I just I I expect this film to introduce the multiverse in a way that it connects to WandaVision because she's got the Darkhold. And she kind of created her own universe within our world. And then also it we've already we already know Doctor Strange is gonna be in this film. So I really hope it's one of those things where either A, he needs his help, or B, which when I say B, I'm going to have to get into what I think is going to happen in this film. Or B, he just kind of shows up as soon as Peter's identity is revealed to everybody. So spoiler alert for Far From Home if you haven't seen that yet, but, you know, whatever. All right. That's that's on you. That's all right. But, um, <laughs> so, like, you've seen Far From Home, right? Absolutely. So, exactly. So, at the end of Far From Home, Peter's identity is revealed to everybody. That he is Spider-Man. It's so what I think is going to happen is Doctor Strange is going to show up like immediately. And obviously MJ is going to be on the run with him because she was right there with him and she's an accomplice who knows his identity. And so will Ned. I feel like we're not really going to get a whole lot of Aunt May in this film, but maybe that's just because she's going to be shacking up with our boy, Happy Hogan. But <laughs> I, I think that's where we're going to start is right where Far From Home ended. And Doctor Strange is going to pop up like, hey, come with me, like. I'm going to fix this. Don't worry. I got you. And while he has got those three in the Sanctum Santorum, I think they're going to be wandering around when they shouldn't be. I, I definitely know for a fact he's going to tell them to stay put because kids are going to snoop. You know, snoopers are going to snoop to quote Boner from WandaVision. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's not a bad thing. That's his last name. Go watch WandaVision. That, that's an actual line in it. Snoopers going to snoop and his last name is Boner. You'll know what I'm saying if you watch it. But anyhow, that's why you see the memes of Thanos where he's like, all that for a boner joke. Yep, that's <laughs> exactly what they did. Uh, yep. Anyhow, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where he's going to, Ned and MJ are all going to be snooping around. And because of Wanda and because of all the crap that Thanos did with the Infinity Stones. And then there being two subse- three subsequent snaps after the first one, where he used the stones to destroy the... So you had the first one. He used the stones to destroy the, the stones. That's the second snap. Then you have the Hulk snapping to bring everybody back. That's the third snap. And then you have Iron Man snapping to erase him. That's four snaps of Infinity Stones. Like, they're just destroying the universe right now. Right. And then, of course, you've got... <clears throat> Wanda bringing a literal universe inside of our own world with the town of Westview that she created. She created her own world and little universe inside our world. That's where Sword came in. But anyhow, I really do believe that it's going to tie into that a little bit because you have all these universe-shattering snaps that are going on. You have Wanda messing it with things that she doesn't fully understand with the Darkhold as well. And so I think the universe is going to start breaking and shattering and start pulling in things from other universes. And I think, well, I know this is going to happen because it was already spoiled. And I, I told Nathan months before it actually was confirmed. I was like, you know, I think the only way that they can bring back Dr. Octopus because they, they've, they've stated 
that he is playing the same Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2. And I was telling Nathan, I said, I don't think that they're going to sit there and be like, well, he's plucked at this point and then put back. You really think he's going to be the same after that? You really think the movie's going to unfold after that the same exact way that it did? No. So I think what's going to happen is Dr. Octopus, after sacrificing himself and becoming good, is going to be tainted a little bit because I, I told him the only way that they can really do it is if when he's sinking down to the bottom of the river with the tritium sun, the tritium-powered sun, a po- that po- that sun creates a portal and it opens and he gets sucked through into this universe, Earth 616. And they confirm that's what's happening. Alfred Molina spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> so I was right about that. So people just keep listening to my predictions. I'm going to get all of them right, I promise. Um, and I you're, think they're going to be... <laughs> you're that? generally pretty right. Yeah, see? Thank you. Someone finally admits it. And I think they're going to be snooping around, just to go back to that. Snooping around, and I think Doctor Strange is going to have this like multiversal prison with Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, Thomas Aiden Church's Sandman, Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus, Jimmy Fox's Electro, and Paul Giamatti's Rhino. They're all going to be in like this weird multidimensional prison, obviously in their own cells, and I think Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is going to sweet talk him into letting him out. Like, hey, listen, you know, obviously I don't know the dialogue. I'm not, a, I'm not omniscient omnipotent whatever you want to call it i'm not a fortune teller but i think he's it's gonna be something like hey like listen like the guy up there told us he's gonna help us and we're just waiting for him to come back down but like you can let us out we just gotta go meet him uh the 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 spider-man of our earth went insane and started killing everybody and we need his help to protect uh, everybody and stop them and just let us out of here so we can go talk to him like he said he'd be back and I think Peter being Peter, uh, this universe is Peter, is going to let him out. And then I think he's going to get his butt destroyed by these villains. <laughs> like, how could he not? Right. And these villains are going to run rampant. And then Doctor Strange is going to be like, okay, uh, still trying to work on, you know, your name not being revealed to everybody. So you need to go fix this. This is up to you. But you're obviously going to need some help. So, boom, Spider-Man from these three villains' world. And boom, Spider-Man from this these two villains' world. And that's where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come in. And as much as it pains me to say it, I feel like in a... I think they're going to need some of Iron Man's tech to, get, to need to get back to conquer their world or whatever they're going to do, you know. So I think the Green Goblin is going to go to wherever Iron Man's tech is being held after he passed away. And he's going to hey, be like, hey, you five, fight these Spider-Men. And I feel like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, who at this point I believe is married to MJ and has a daughter with her, uh, hence Spider-Woman, enter anybody, um, is going to die. I feel like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will die. And that really makes me angry and sad. But I feel like that's what's going to happen. And I feel like after Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man dies, Ned, the character of Ned dies. And Peter's going to get sent over the edge and like almost kill one of the Sinister Six. And then Andrew Garfield's going to come in like, hey, I didn't get to say this in my movie. And no one said it to me. So I'm going to say it to you. With great power comes great responsibility. If you do this, you know better than them. And that's going to turn Peter away from killing them. And that's the movie. And I feel like the movie's going to end with Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. 
defending him in court and being like, that's not who it is. And his identity will be safe. Uh, yeah, that's how I think it's going to go. So here's my question. Have you read the script? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, were you in the writer's room? I don't, you know. You got all these great ideas. You got all these great ideas. <laughs> you know that that's what I think is going to happen. I, I that's I was I, I was I was right about the after credit scenes for Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, so I actually had a dream about that. You people can ask my girlfriend. Uh, she's all over social media. Just go ask her. I, I I had a dream. I woke up and I told her. I said I feel like like I had a dream that we saw Ant Man and the Wasp in the theater, and I don't remember exactly how the movie went. But I just know that these are the after credit scenes, and we go and see the film, and sure enough, those I was out of order, but those were the after credit scenes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see in December after the release we'll of Spider Man. Oh, we'll we talk have to wait about so it. long. Like I know it seems like we're we're doing this, you know, talking about this. Uh, way way early, but December will be here before you know it, and yes, it's it also. Away. It also really gives us a chance to to do what we love to do and really talk because speculation, right? That, but when we when we started this podcast, we wanted it to be where we talk all things movies, and we, you know, yeah, we started doing our favorites, and we're gonna we're gonna get back to that. We are, we will get back to that, I promise. But this gives us a chance to really kind of show you guys how this podcast got started and how, like, this is what we do. This is this right here is what we talk about at work. Um, when, when we're supposed to be working, but no, th- this right here is, is how this podcast got started. We're like, look, we you know we can't spend all this time standing around at work talking about this stuff and you know giving each other our speculations and our ideas and and this and that. Let's let's start a podcast where we can spend you know forty five minutes to an to an hour and a half, you know, in that exactly. range, just just talking about this stuff, uh, and it kind of makes it. Kind of makes it a lot of fun. So that's kind of why we've, the last couple weeks, we've we've kind of changed up the format where we've, there's nothing scripted, which we've, we've never really scripted it, but we've always had an idea of what we're we going to talk points, about. Really. Yeah. We had a, a generalization. And now, now we're just kind of, we're kind of talking, we're going off the rails and just kind of showing you guys and hopefully, yeah, hopefully you appreciate exactly. it. And, you know, if you want us to, to change and go back to the old format, we'll do it. But, uh, you know, th- this kind of just showing you where, where this, you know, this brainchild came from. Exactly. So that about wraps it up for Spider-Man, though, just in terms of like what we wanted to see from it, what we think is going to happen. Um, are you excited for this film? Out of out of zero from ten hosh posh bagages, how excited <laughs> are you for this film? So for this one, it's it's a ten. Like it's it is oh yeah, absolutely. It is a ten. it is a hard ten. So I I'm excited because one just like you, I, I'm a fan of the, the Tobey Maguire films and I'm excited to see Tobey Maguire back. Um, I, I'm honestly going to like, not to, not to cut you off. I'm going to cry. I, I <laughs> promise everybody that's listening. I promise you, I promise my girlfriend, whoever goes with us, like the random people are going to be in the theater. I will cry. Yeah. As soon as I see him on screen again, as Spider-Man, as Peter Parker, I will cry. It's okay. There, there are, it's a well, number one. It's okay for guys to cry. Number two, there are movies and movie scenes that make me cry that other people would probably think, well, that's ridiculous. But sometimes you just got to think about what, whether it's the sentimental value or, 
you know, I mean, sometimes it could just be something going on in your life and a movie scene will, will hit you at a certain time, but it's okay to cry at movies. It's okay. Movies are an escape from reality and they're supposed to make you feel things, right? They're supposed to make you, you know, the, a good movie will make you feel like you're right there with the characters or, um, you know, just make you fall in love with the characters. And if, especially with the Marvel movies where it's like, you've got these, these superheroes who have been around, you know, in, in the real world as comic books for years. And they're finally coming to life and they're, you know, they, they, and now they've been a part of our world for, you know, what, 10 years, almost. They've been a part of our world, like in the cinematic universe, uh, like the, the Marvel Disney cinematic universe since 2008. So thirteen yeah, so years. Thir- thirteen years. See, time flies. I don't. I don't even know what year it is. Just so but, everybody knows, that's almost half my life. You have to remind everybody every episode, like how young you are and how old I am. Like how much? Well, it's how- not. <laughs> it's not that I try to do that. It's just you know, like for, for for those that can relate, like that's just that's how much it means to me. Like it's been around for half my life kind of like star wars means so much to me probably not as much as somebody who was there you know opening day or like back in 77 when the movie first came out but like star wars means so much to me because it's what i grew up with yes but also it's been around my entire life yeah and uh just so you know you don't have to make me feel old whenever i get out of bed every morning and my bones crack and I have to, you know, like limp to the bathroom to take a shower. Like that's what makes me feel. I old. limp to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, I do, man. Like you'll understand. You'll understand here in you know ten eleven. I'm kind years of feeling it for being when, honest. <laughs> when you, uh, when it didn't help that you know last week I worked sixty hours. I worked overtime this week, Oof. and you know you you get up and after you you know a relaxing night of sleep. Where hopefully one of the children didn't wake up crying. You uh, you get up and you're kind of stiff and you, you know, you got to walk to the bathroom and you know sometimes your your bones and your joints and your muscles they just don't work like they did the day before when you laid down. Exactly. And this has nothing to do with with movies. It's just just. <laughs> but I. I, we're, I, we're, I we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna start a segment at the end of every show, and we're just gonna call it Facts of Life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Facts, are my of life. facts of life. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's fine. So, <laughs> we'll 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 leave everybody on this. Um, two things. Number one, not to get deep and sentimental and weird, but I think it's safe to say that we're both really excited to see Tobey Maguire the most. Like that's what we're most excited for when it comes to this film. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I would. Yeah, definitely. Most excited for when it comes to this film is to see Tim McGuire again. And that just means so much to me that he's coming back because growing up, I didn't have the best childhood, didn't have the best of times. And one of two things that I did have was these Spider-Man films. Uh, And so those were like my comfort, my comfort films, you know, and a lot of people say, well, that's just nostalgia. Those movies are not as good as you remember. They, they very much are as good as I remember. And they will always be as good as I remember. These movies still hold up. You know, I can take away the fact that those are my comfort films, uh, and that's what kept me sane and safe as a child away 
and look at them and be like, these movies aged like a fine wine. I will say the only one that didn't really age that well is, I think I've talked about this before, my goodness, it's Spider-Man 3, when she whips out her cell phone, that's a cardinal sin that I say that they should never do in movies, they should never whip out a cell phone, because that dates it. But that's just me. Um, it was the green screen with the black text. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that, dates that film. The other ones, you can look at the cars, and they just look like cars. To me, true. they just look like cars. Cars are cars. People drive all kinds of different years. They just look like cars. Nobody Those pays, films aged very well. Nobody pays attention to what kind of cars in a movie, unless, like, you know, a Gone in 60 Fast Seconds. Fast and Furious. Or Fast and Furious, <laughs> where, like, the cars are... The star. The, the star. The main so, attraction. So <laughs> something kind of funny, since I mentioned Fast and Furious, the other day had some family over. They, uh, My my uncle and aunt, who I don't get to see that often, they, they were over. My parents were here too. And we, get me and my uncle together and we talk about movies. That's kind of, you know, I, I, I actually, between my dad and my uncle, I attribute a lot of my love for movies between between the two of them. And I've, you know, back in the day, I've gone to a lot of uh, movies in the theater with my uncle. But we were talking about some some, some comment was made about uh, the Fast and the Furious being being racing a racing movie, and I said the Fast and the Furious hasn't been a racing movie since Tokyo Drift. Like Literally. the first th- the the first three Bridge, were, were racing <laughs> were racing movies. Literally, and hot hot take: Tokyo Drift is not as bad as everyone thinks it is. I listen. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious films at all, but I do have fond memories of Tokyo Drift. It's actually not a bad film. It's it's a good movie. Like, yes, is it unrealistic? Absolutely, <laughs> possibly. I, I, the only <laughs> and I I've told you this before. The only way I want realism in a movie, like obviously, if it's a true story, you you can't change a true story. Exactly. So you know, if it's if it's a war movie or you know something like that, I, that's fine. But if I know it's real going into it, I can handle that, right? I don't want a realistic movie. I don't want to, you know, like I don't go into these Marvel movies thinking, hey, you know, Iron Man's real. Like I, I don't really think that, right? It's just fun. Be a, a lot, lot of fun to it was. I mean, it'd be a lot cooler, I guess. It'd, it'd be a like, lot cooler. The world would be a lot cooler if Iron Man was real. <laughs> but but there would also probably like the world would probably also be a lot unsafer, right? Exactly. Yes, because if you think about the gosh, man, we're getting way off topic. I'm sorry. Don't I'm not going to say it. Just <laughs> continue. So like I mean it, like if Thanos really had come and you know snapped half the world away like you know it's just not it's not realistic. But so I, you know, I don't, I don't need realism in a movie. I just, I just want fun. I want entertaining, and uh, I want some, some uh, high octane action. That's, that's really all I ask for. That and then to be able to talk to you about it. Yeah, thanks, man. That's all. <laughs> that's all I need in life. Same. Movie I, and to talk to yeah. you. Thank you. I, I I just need some some movies to help me escape the dreadful reality that is this world. Uh, I need to talk about them with you, and I need my girlfriend and The you, Witcher. I just I need The Witcher. I can't. I'm you, sorry. <laughs> you you and I are, we're, we're each other's rock. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, we're <laughs> you, you, you're my rock. You're my rock away from home, right? So like I mean, yeah. obviously my my kids and my wife are my 
entire world. I'm a they're I'm your big, boulder. They're my you're boulder. Eh, you're you're more like a like a river stone. Okay. <laughs> the stones that built the dam. You're kind of like an infinity stone. Ooh, dun dun dun. Is that why I'm so pale? I don't know what that has to do with anything. Anyway, anyway, what? As as usual, the show has gone off the rails at the end of it. I I love it. I love when we just you know we completely leave everything that's normal and you know sane, and we just go off the rails and talk about the most random stuff in the world. And you 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 get you get where our heads are really at, this. which is some some you get this. We're somewhere in the clouds right now. Exactly. Anyway. So well, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll you, go we'll ahead. Leave, yeah, we'll we'll leave you all with this. Um, what Marvel film are you most excited for? That's that's upcoming. I I I think I said it last week, but I I, I really think that probably Spider Man is is the most. Um, it's the, the the most anticipated one for me, simply because you know I, my love for Spider Man, but also I'm I'm really curious to see how they do this. I'm curious to see how they, if you're right, first of all, and I'm curious to see if you're wrong. How are they bringing? We already know how you know Edward Molina as uh, uh, Doc Ock is coming back. We already know that, but if you're wrong, I'm curious to see how Spider Man actually makes it into whatever realm or universe they, they end up in. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably most looking forward to to Spider-Man. And even though like further down in the future and we haven't really, you know, got a trailer or anything like that, I'm also looking forward to uh, Thor Love and Thunder. That's like gonna if, be a good one. Yeah, if, if I mean, if we're going, if we're going into the future, and we're talking, you know, upcoming films, and we'll we'll talk about that when they finally release the trailer and all that stuff. But absolutely. But uh, I'm definitely because because I was such a fan of Ragnarok, like the you know the last solo Thor film. I'm I I kind of have some high expectations for for Love and Thunder because I think it's going to be kind of hard to beat Ragnarok. So I'm yeah. Yeah, it's just all around perfect film. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Anyway, that's that's my final thoughts. All right, I'll, I'll leave you with that, and I will leave you with this: Squirrel Girl needs her own TV show or movie, both live action. And as always, Excelsior, true believers. We'll see you in the next episode. Keep mainlining movies. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.